last 50 years have seen dynamic shifts in societal attitudes towards female autonomy, divorce, reproductive rights, and the very definition of marriage. Along with it, more and more people are making the conscious choice to live their lives child-free. We're here to unpack the complexities of this life choice and say the things that we can't say anywhere else. Greetings. Welcome to another episode of... Not Just... Sleeping In. I'm Lee. And I'm Tiger, and each week we gather in our secret child-free compounds and discuss all things about this pretty crucial life choice that we've made. This week, poop. So, before we get to that... <laughs> <laughs> Just poop. Gang, we're doing it. You, yeah. you didn't ask for it. We promised to do it. <laughs> it's the poop episode. We're getting this into is, it. This is where we're at this week, and you guys are just going to have to be along for the whole shitty ride. <laughs> but first, Lee... How late did you sleep in? Well, 6 a.m. On location, time shift, working weekends. You know, it's the glorious life I signed up for. Um, but yeah, we're ramping into getting going and, and it's just, it's a nonstop fight. Um, but I love my life. How about you? Give me some, give me some good numbers. Make me feel better about my life they're, choices. They're not any better. I, 8.45 a.m. Sure. It was it was on a work day, so there's that. Awesome. Um, but it's only because I didn't sleep the night before. Like I said, it's been a week. <laughs> I love how we were you. just like, this will be a fun way to start the show off. And then more yeah. and more we're just like, yeah, it always comes with like, well, I had crippling anxiety and was up till five in the morning. So I woke up at noon. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Existential Dread, the podcast. Um, but seriously, or not. In fact, here's the balm. Here's the balm to that depressing. Oh, the fact depressing that a balm is something that you rub all over yourself and makes this even better because it's the poop episode. <laughs> you get a turd and you get a turd. Oh. I'm sorry. Um, it's something we've talked about and joked about for a long time, but it's finally here. Everybody does it. And uh, parents spend a lot of time talking about diapers and shit and potty yeah. accidents. But I think we need to highlight the fecal trials and tribulations of the rest of us, right? Sure. <laughs> poop belongs to everyone. Poop belongs <laughs> to everyone. Oh, t- I can <laughs> hear the delight in your voice, Tiger. I, I, I yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am 100% delighted. Uh, yeah. Because, okay, like I said, poop belongs to everyone. And for me, this is, I mean, it's nowhere near as serious as the body episode. But Mm -hmm. I do think parents, it's the same kind of concept for me. Like parents have kind of cornered a conversation that is actually a lot more universal. Um, Especially as someone whose stomach uh, doesn't love her back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sure. Uh, I appreciate destigmatizing the shame around our poop stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that people with kids, without kids, I think that we just need to normalize the fact that our bodies don't cooperate and sometimes it's stinky and smelly and weird. And it's like, yes, it can be funny, but also it's just, it's just reality. And at a certain yeah. point you just got to embrace the meat sack, however faulty it may be. Yeah. This like weird warbling sack of flesh that we carry around for 80 years. Plus, uh, I was totally no. reading. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say I was also totally reading my favorite advice column this week, Captain yes. Awkward, mm-hmm. and she covered a sex poop incident. Sure. 
And I just think, like, if we can't talk about it maturely, we're not being the best sex partners. And that's right. also really important. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, look, there's... She says giggling. <laughs> but no, there's there's really a thing, right? So, like... Parents, I find it's parents, it's a it's the weird in the in the cross diagram of all of this. It's like parents and dog owners love to talk about this kind of like third person poop that they experience that is like the my kid shit all over my lap or my dog shit all over my bed and I had to clean it all up. And you hear about it and it's always like the person is dealing with poop in the world, right? There's this, like, poop in the world story. Um, And on the other side of it, it's like, but as soon as they're, like, my stomach or whatever, then all of a sudden they immediately go back to, like, euphemisms of, like, I feel discomfort. Or, like, I must go, like, relieve myself. You know what I mean? It's, like, and that is, it's so, it immediately... But, but they just love to tell you. And it's funny, I was listening to um, Jen Kirkman's book, reading, whatever. Um, and she tells this story. She's definitely team, like, anti, like, not anti-body, but, like, team, like, don't, let's not talk about it. And just tells the story about being at brunch with, like, a woman who starts to breastfeed in front of her, which is a whole other thing, which she gets a little skeeked out about. But she's also, like, she's, like, do what you want. I get it. But also, like, uh, and then she just talks about how, like, this woman, while they were talking, just let, as the baby's bouncing on her lap, lets out, like, a long, slow fart. And she's just, like, mortified. And <laughs> and she's just like, like, we are not adults having, like, an adult brunch anymore. And, but yeah, so it's funny. It's, soon, it's somebody but, like, else's. Why, but why? Like, why not? Yeah. You know? I mean, because I was DMing the other night on Zoom and, like, mm-hmm. thank goodness I'm in, like, a leather chair because right. I was just ripping ass. And every once in a while, I'd see that little yellow Zoom bar pop up and I'd be like, betrayed! <laughs> betrayed! But it's yeah, just they're... like, whatever. I'm I'm at home. It's 8 at night. I'm drinking beer and playing board games with my friends. And they don't have to smell it. Like, right. I, like I understand because I know we feel very differently. I am very comfortable with all the disgusting shit my body does. Like, yeah. let me tell you about this armpit rash I've had. But... I know you tend to be a little bit more, I don't want to say conservative because there's nothing conservative about you, but you tend no. to be a little bit more reserved about your body. Well, it's it's really funny because it was kind of a journey, like, and, you know, I was thinking about this a little bit because it definitely happened at some point in my transition to, like, being an adult, in air quotes, like, in Hollywood, where, like, you grow up and, like, an environment with like a lot of pets and the five of us, me and my sisters and the family. And like, you'd be watching TV and like someone would fart and everyone would giggle and like dad would blame the dog. And then you'd go about your business, you know? And like, you're like, yeah, you're in your living room. And I was very comfortable in that situation. And then college was the same thing, right? It's like, pull my finger, haha, whatever. And I remember I had a friend staying with me who even then was in kind of like fairly dire straits at the time, had like lost their apartment. There'd been a breakup and they were like living with me and we're like 24, 25 and like we're watching TV together on opposite ends of a living room. And I just like farted in my own couch and he um, flipped out a little bit and was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe you'd fart in front of me. And like, what? 
And like, I get like, oh my God. And I was like, I'm sitting on my chair in my living room. And like, and he's like, I'm a guest in your house. And it's so funny. It's like this like low grade internet personality now, which is hilarious to me. Um, but I think it like kind of put a dent in our friendship a little bit. And like, um, that was like one of the first times where I was just like, oh, I'm in my own house on my chair and I fart and I'm not going to like get up and but it's kind of started this process of like then dating and you don't kind of know what people's deal is. And there's always like that weird first, like, can you squeak out a fart in bed together? And like, yeah, it's a whole process. And I've found myself now, like when I go home for Christmas, you're back where there's like the five-year-old's like, hee hee hee. And like, just like, let's ass rip. And like my partner and I are like low key mortified they're a little bit more conservative than I am about whatever. Um, yeah, I... <laughs> but it's tough. And you know what? And not to like, like sour the poop episode a little bit, a little bit. Um, but it's tough. Like if you're a person of larger size, like the rules, I think are a little different, right? Like... I, I do think that there is a certain privilege level to farting I, or to farting or pooping. I was going to get to that because, oh, like, yeah. you know, well, yeah, then we I can... think, no, I mean, I think this is a perfect segue to it. Like, 100%. There are different rules for different people. Like, I think you're right. There's a certain, res- there's, like, respectability politics to bodily functions. And I think that's fucked up. Like, because yeah. I, I, like, I can't speak to that, but I can, like... As a girl, there's certainly something subversive, or as a woman, you know, there's certainly something subversive to, like, publicly being willing to own that, you know, because right. there's all there's this idea that you're, like, prim and proper, and, like, the fact that it's considered edgy in bridesmaids when they shit in the street is, like, that's not edgy comedy, that's a poop joke, it's just women doing it, like, right. calm, calm your titties. <laughs> but yeah, like, tell me a little bit about that. Like, what, like, your experience with that? Because I think that's, like, if, if you want to get into it. I know it's, oh, like, sure. sensitive, no, but it's, it's, like, I also think that's so fucking unfair. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny to me because I find myself, you know, my partner and I always joke about finding secret bathrooms on the on the movie lots. Because you can. And they're usually hidden yes. in the back lot. And they're usually, like, behind, like, the facade of an old bakery. And there's, like, a one-holer that like nobody uses that's really just there for like the construction folks when they're out you know or like if you're shooting an emergency happens and and we will trade there's like a a network of people trading like the best hidden bathrooms on the lot because sometimes like the one in my current office is like right next to the coffee setup which in COVID is like nothing but then right next to the main office right and it's a one-holer so, like, someone's going to watch you go in there. You're going to blow it up, like, on an auditory level and maybe just on, like, a, a visceral smell level. And then you're going to walk out and then everyone's going to, like... Like, I was. I also find that, like, in modern house design, the, like, there's the, the, the half bath is always, like, adjacent to the living room. Yeah. Like, it Which, is, like, like, makes sense when you want to just, like, not have your guests walking through your house. But from a person pooping perspective is like yeah i'm always like which deep bathroom can i go (laughs) disappear for for 15 minutes you know and and yeah i think if and i found kinship with a lot of uh you know my female friends who have had that kind of stigma that they fight with because i think if you're a dude of a larger size and you can just look through like all of um representation in cinema and television 
like the fat guy smells bad yeah right like that's just i remember in one of my favorite movies uh one crazy summer there's a whole bit about someone who gets buried up to their neck in sand and then there's a, a very long drawn out bit where a, a heavy overweight person with headphones on sits down and starts eating beans out of like an oversized like i like bulk like gallon sized and it's of course like cartoon yeah. like cut open at the top and they're just eating it cold just with cold a spoon can of and beans like, that's on the, the whole beach. joke is like <laughs> it's just like no and so yeah and like you have to be a person who at some point is respectable and yeah i mean look at look at like what wendy williams went through this weekend what happened i'm we're not... like so it went all over the internet and no one's talked about wendy williams since like she was like had a it was doing her show crazy from her house yeah. at home um but like she just in the middle of a whatever burped and then had like the fart and both caught on a hot mic like in a second and they're like Wendy Williams hits magical burp fart combo live on television and it just went all over the internet. I was like, God bless Wendy Williams. And you know that like, she probably just roll with that shit. But like, that's like very on brand for her, but it's just, it's weird. Cause it is, it's like, there are certain, like if you're a frat guy, you know, if you're like a white dude, who's just like, if you're yeah. like fratty, like dad bod, but not like actually big it's expected. Yeah. It's funny. You can make a whole bit around it. That is your brand. That it's every sitcom, and it's like funny in a way that like we expect. And when it happens in public, it's yeah. just like ah, boys will be boys. But yeah, I I remember like even in middle school, at one point I had to poop in the bathroom at school because you're there for eight hours a day, and two yeah. girls like were making fun of me on the outside of the door, and it's just like why though. I'm in the bathroom. Like, I'm not like... Yeah, I'm doing this where I'm supposed yeah, to. Yeah, like, am I not supposed to use the bathroom? Because I... And I know people that, like, won't poop at work and won't... And it just bums me out. Because it's, like... The, the, the fact that we have somehow created respectability politics around our bodies' very natural and necessary functions, I think... I think that's what makes me sad. And, like, as much as I'll laugh at a poop joke or I'll, you know... I'll tell a poop joke... I also just want it to be not shameful for everybody. Like, I want to have sure. that same license that, like, a frat guy does to just, yeah. like, rip and ass and it... laugh about it and not feel, yeah, not, have yeah, trouble. have it, like, make it, like, I want to own it. You know, I want to own the fact that my body gets to be gross and I get to love it too. Yeah. No, it's it's funny, and and I think that another like every other goddamn thing that we talk about, kind of a new idea. Like I love talking about historical, and people are like, "What era of history would you love to live in?" And right next to, well, anything too far past from here was pretty gnarly, if you weren't like a rich white yeah. guy. Um, right next to that is the idea that history smelled terrible. Yeah, and all history, like, <laughs> all history smelled like yes. ass. Shakespeare wrote about and it. Wet. Chaucer wrote about it, and it was just part of because yeah. it was part of life. It was part of stories, and now yeah. it's like it's not I, unless it's meant to be shocking. Right, it's so funny. Oh, so because that was that so, was one thing I noticed. I don't know. I I read the mm-hmm. Outlander. Or not Outlander. Um, Miss. Okay, so I remember reading *Mists of Avalon* as like a goofy middle schooler because of fucking course I did. 
Um, they actually yeah. talk about body hair and stuff in the book. And then, of course, you watch, like, the miniseries and everyone's hot and waxed. And it's just, like... Sure. Uh, and that's kind of the same thing, you know? Like, it's... I mean, body hair and poop are not the... Well, no. Hair is also a waste product. They're the same fucking thing. And it's, like, just own sure. it. You know? I don't... Yeah. Wear it, don't, whatever. Like... Yeah. But, yeah. I, I would love to embrace this brave new world. It's funny. I think I've gotten a little used to... Uh, my life uh, as it is. And it's funny because I get a lot of, I'll catch a lot of hell from parents because um, my partner and I's loft is a, is a two bathroom single loft and it's just the two of us. And it's very like my bathroom or their bathroom. (laughs) And we love it that way. I have all of my extensive bisexual hair products and shit laid out. They have all of their like, magical menagerie of things laid out and you know i again in the distribution of bathrooms i was like you can have the one that's farther away yeah <laughs> like okay so as you were saying i think the two bathroom thing is super important i think that's a key to a good partnership in living like whether you're roommates or romantically involved or whatever i think that having two bathrooms is essential Like, that was something we looked for in our new house, was it had to have two toilets at least. Yeah. I mean, we ended up with a one and a half bathroom place, which I'm not super stoked about, but, like, the potential for reno is there. Is there. Definitely there. (laughs) Well, the funny thing is everyone looks at that as kind of this, like, oh, are you guys too afraid to, like, you know, deal with your each other's shit? And you're like, well, not really. It's more that, like, if there are two people who are, like, sleeping eating and living in the same cycle like the potential for us to have to shit at the same time it's very is real like very real have you guys ever have you yeah. guys ever had like my partner and i my husband and i call them poop dates we're like we're both stuck on the toilet at the same time and are just like texting each texting. other being like hey yeah <laughs> start sending each other sending each other articles to read yeah i'm not above it we'll send each other memes and like yeah amazing it's some of my what favorite bonding moments you know <laughs> Well, you both know you're there, you know. Yeah, you it's like at there. a certain and point, I'm not going to make fun of him for being a person with a body. And I know he's not going to do this. Like, you know, we're yeah. fortunate enough to have two bathrooms. Like, this is great. <laughs> yeah. And what's really funny is that, like, I'm very intrigued about this poop story from the the advice column. Because, again, like, it's, it's a wonderful additional orifice that can get played with regardless of uh, gender identity or expression. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, clean, just clean it up, man. Just do it right. Read a book. Um, but at the same time, it was funny. It took me until, as always, you know, when you get into a lovely committed long-term partnership or as just like a unpartnered person navigating all of the dating world, um, if that's your jam, um, this stuff kind of comes up and it took me listening to a really wonderful book called Come As You Are that was really more about, um, it was, it, sometimes I think it ungendering some of these things, a book written largely for the female experience of trying to like overcome uh, fears and dysfunctions and orgasming and owning your own sexuality, but to like listen to it as a male bodied person, like there was plenty of helpful things of like, you know, there's a whole like 
sometimes you just are feel discomfort like you have to shit or like your stomach's unsettled and it took me like listening to that book to actually like at some point i feel like in the weird like sexual gold rush of like post you know christian college 20 somethinging you're just like someone wants to sleep with me i've got to do it like we're going for, like and like nothing will like slow like it the fear is some sort of comedy moment where you're like making out hot and heavy on the couch and like the indian food you had because you thought that was a sophisticated date yeah. is like doing a backflip in your stomach and you're just like maybe i should just go down on this person and then deal with this after you know but at the same time you're bobbing your head like boom, 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 and you're just like mistakes were made um but <laughs> yep. I know that. you know we should really normalize like we have to figure out a way to like just be okay on a se- on a level of like sexual whatever, of like hey, give me ten, I'm gonna come back ready to rock and roll, you know, yes. or maybe not, like, yeah. <laughs> or maybe not. Or not, but that and doesn't mean that has nothing to do with like my attraction level or my horniness level. It's just that sometimes my digestive system and my dick or whatever are incompatible. Yeah, and it's like I don't. <laughs> And my partner, it's always this very, like, I don't feel, like, as as we kind of just always very politely talk to each other about this stuff, like, I'm not prepared to be heavily jostled or something like that. It's always very, it's always that. very delightful. It's, it's always very um, kind of twee and delightful. And I love them so much for it. Um, yeah. I love that. But, <laughs> but no, like, yeah, so... <laughs> Tiger, paint me a wonderful uh, shit-stained world that you'd love to live in, where we all um, kind of normalize it. What, what, how can we get there? You know, how do we? Are there, are there, is there a path forward to like a poop embracing world? I don't know if there's like a cut and dry solution because there is so much like stigma and shame and weirdness attached to our bodies. And I think that, I mean, yeah. the big thing we can do as individuals is just not not make people feel weird about it. You know, if someone farts yeah. in front of you, whatever, if they don't acknowledge it, you don't acknowledge it. Take your cues from them. You know, like, yeah. I, that's one thing that I've really, like, workout class I, classes I think are good for, especially when you do, like, Pilates and stuff. Because the whole idea is right. you're, like, and working your abdominal muscles and, and stuff and, and your diaphragm. So – and even your kegels. So stuff's going to make noise and it's going to come out. And you just – like, even when you're in a class, you just kind of acknowledge. And I think that's why, like, I take a lot of um, female-centric classes. And I think it's because people feel safer to do that. Again, because of those weird – the weird sort of respectability politics of like releasing gas and stuff. It's like when we're all, when it's like all just girls, you know, not to get like super on the gender binary, but you know what I mean? Like when it's all female bodied people that are used to experiencing that shame, we can kind of laugh about it and move on in class when there's no like cishet guys, you know? (laughs) And, and it's, I, I think that, but I think we need to start extending that same grace to everybody. You know, if you hear someone, pooping in the work bathroom or you hear someone like not moving because you know they're embarrassed don't be on a phone conversation in the bathroom don't take too long wash your hands get in get out let that person finish their shit and then don't acknowledge yeah. it like and i'm not saying we should add to the shame it's just that if someone's already feeling shame don't compound it you know and right or if someone says something like if you know if someone is sick at work or whatever and they're not feeling great like 
just like just don't make it weird you know just or or do acknowledge it if someone else is acknowledging like my stomach oh do you want some tums you know like i think that just like normalizing that stomachs suck is is helpful you know keep emodium in your office first aid kits like (laughs) yeah a little bit of emodium some gas never a bad idea like no joke i pooped myself at work one day like, my stomach mm-hmm. was so upset. I literally pooped myself. I cleaned up. Like, luckily it wasn't, like, a lot. But I had to throw away the underwear that I was wearing, right? Oh, yeah. Those are those are gone. Yeah. yeah. I threw it away. I, like, hid them, you know, because, like, luckily they had those little, like, tampon holder garbage bins with the paper. So yeah, the I, little like, tiny ones. Yeah. I, like, yeah. wrapped it up in the paper and threw it away so no one would know, like, hid it. <laughs> sure. Because um, it's, I mean, that is, like, genuinely embarrassing, right? But... I knew that coming back from the bathroom and asking for time off because I was in an office of five people, I was like, that's obvious as shit. No pun intended. And so I spent the whole day at work as like this 22-year-old girl in my office just like so worried about feeling embarrassed that I was like, I was miserable. I had a fever. It was like a real stomach flu. And because I was too embarrassed that people would know that I pooped at work. (laughs) <laughs> I did, and that that like changed it that was like a turning point for me i'm not gonna lie yeah. to you like now i am like the poop friend like if someone has a gross story i'm the one they call because if there's someone that's not gonna make you feel bad about it and be like yo dog i get it it's me i get like a hundred percent i have become that person i've been a very yeah. i've been a real that's my contribution to like my pregnant friends as well i know we're trying to divorce this from parents parents sure. but like a pregnant body like, no one talks about that. They talk about their no. kids doing it, but, like, a pregnant body is one with a digestive system that is not cooperating with you. And so yeah. I will be that person that listens to your stories and and will, like, bring you some fiber. Just poop friend. Yeah. Everybody needs a poop Everybody, friend. I am your – I will be your poop friend. What about you? Like, will, what steps would make – Yes. What steps would make the world better for you? Like, someone who is a, a shy pooper. <laughs> It's not. Sh- it's, it's not, not shyness. Yeah, yeah. Like I look. I was a, a a scout. I was a royal ranger growing up. Like I'll poop in the woods if I need to. Um, it's more for me. It becomes about courtesy. You know what I mean? It's like I'm. I will poop at work. I'll poop wherever I need to poop. It's more like worrying about the reactions of other people to it. You know, and mitigating that. Um, I don't know. I think it's. Owning the first person, right? Like owning the experience, uh, normalizing the like, yeah, I'm going to be gone for like a second, you know, or like, yeah, I'm going to be, you know, and then adjusting, finding comfort, finding the comfort level in the group. And again, like finding a way to find a median, right? Where you're both normalizing, but you're not making people feel bad. But at the same time, if someone's like, I'm going to need a minute, you know? That's okay. That's like a reasonable request. Yeah. You know? And, and, and yeah. And, and finding ways like romantically to divorce some of the shame there of like, Hey, I know it's date night. Um, but you know, we're like, I rain check to the morning or whatever. And like, I, I really appreciate you, but my body's not cooperating. And like just finding ways to like, have conversations be more open about it um it's very funny though this is one of my tells my partner and i always look for when we're out on dates together and you look around 
you can because you we love spotting first dates or like you know tender hookups and i remember very specifically um we were out at a sports bar downtown and um a the guy had gotten like a salad and like a turkey breast or like a chicken breast and the gal was getting ready to house like a double cheeseburger and fries and you could tell that like she was not super interested anyway and he was <laughs> and he was and i was like and I, I pointed it out to my partner and i was like he thinks he's having sex tonight and she does not <laughs> like she is she's in it for like that like just like get me carb drunk yeah. and just like and then commit to like reading a couple good tweets and then just like having a 20 minute shit at the end, like, and it's, again, based on a bunch of biases or whatever, but I always, now I look for that when I see dates of just, like, yeah, because, like, you know, Indian food, maybe not the best first date. Or if that's a thing that you, yeah, you Look, know. my husband and I, we used to live down the street from this really great little Indian takeout spot. And it was always yeah. the big debate of, like, do we want Indian food or sex tonight? Because you can only have one or the other. And <laughs> you really can only have yeah, one. Yeah, and they're both great. Like, so it's yeah. like, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I started a relationship uh, on a first date where um, at one of the L.A. diners that used to very trendily also serve udon in the, like, mid-aughts. And I was like, I am doing the respectable thing here. You know, a place that was known for its, like, fried mac and cheese balls. And I was like, we're not doing that because I'm getting laid tonight. So I had a big bowl of udon and I don't know what udon, like, but like halfway we're finishing the meal up and she's giving me the wink and like, we're going back to her place. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And my stomach just starts like the low, well, isn't deep that, rumble. Isn't that pork broth? Yeah. I don't know about you, but pork rips me up. <laughs> just ripped out. Oh, and no. so I'm fighting through it, starting to sweat a little, you know, you're getting like the little... Like, kind of the meat, just the shit sweats a little. And she's like, so. And this was, like, pre... God, I'm an old man. Uh, this was, like, pre-GPS. So she was just like, why don't you follow me? I live right down the street. Why don't you follow me to my place? And I'm like, got it. And so <clears throat> we're driving through Silver Lake. And... Uh, I'm behind her and I'm trying to keep up and I've gone through like the waves. Yeah. Almost like, you know, like the labor pain, like where you're like, oh, this is bad. Nope. This is really bad. Like, and then you're just like, try and, and then it goes, yeah, you're like deep breathing to try and keep it in. Like, yeah. <sighs> yeah. And you're just like, oh, okay. All right. I'm good. And then like two minutes later, we take a couple more turns and it comes back. You're like, oh no, this is going to get worse. And like, I didn't know what the restroom sitch at her house was going to be. I'm like, I'm going to go in there and just bomb out her bathroom. Like first thing, like cute apartment bombed out. And I'm just like, this is going bad. This is going worse. And at some point it's like the, you you feel the, like the, the system integrity starting to fail. And you're like, I gotta, and I'm trying to find yards in silver light. Like oh, I'm, there's like no place to pull over. No. And it, and you're just like so at some point it's all I like just, parked cars so you can't even just like pull over and breathe through it it's like there's nowhere yeah. to pull over. At some point I'm like this is going I'm losing the fight here so I like hastily pull over, um, and hop out and then just like hide behind a car in a bush and like drop trow and just explode 
awfulness all over some random person's yard and I felt terrible and I also then lose them. Like she is gone. She has turned two corners. I have no clue where she is. I am like sweating and weeping in the street and it was bad enough that I'm like needed a little clean like you know what I mean? I yeah. it was not the cleanest and I'm like I'm going to have to just go home. I'm going to have to go home. So I like clean up as best as I can and I get in my car and I drive the opposite direction over the hill into the valley where I lived at the time. (laughs) And I'm getting like texts, like old, like single thumb punching in texts of like, dude, like what the fuck? And this was like, this was like a very cool, like this was like the slightly older than me Gen Xer with like the bangs who still like smoked American spirits and had a ton of tattoos. Like this was a gal I was very excited about. At the time, <laughs> and I fucking blew it. And I'm like, I'm panicking on the way home because I also have to shit again. And I'm like, but I'm like, she's, I have fucked this the whole way up. And it's somebody just had to admit like, hey, so the Udon, the Udon got the better of me. I'm sorry. I didn't call you. Um, rain check and just had to bail out of the whole thing. And the funny thing was, you know, we got together, had a big laugh about it, and had sex the next day, and then dated for a year and a half. See, that's great. So, like, it that's, worked, like, honestly the best out. case scenario. I mean, it's it's not because you shit in a bush, but, like, you know, it's, like, <laughs> for, it's, like, dude, for, for, like, a body not cooperating, she was cool. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. And in the same way, like, I have, very similarly, I had a poop friend, uh, and I love the concept, everyone needs a poop friend. Um, it's very similar early in my experience in Los Angeles. Um, we were like going out and it was someone that like, you know, weren't really interested in dating, but just really wanted to be pals. And I remember having that same moment where it just creeps up on you. And I remember at some point I'm, she was driving me around and I was just like, I need, we need to find a bathroom like right now. (laughs) And we've only been hanging out like a couple of days and we ended up in the house of pies and I just ran through the place because I was just sweating at that point. And we came out and she was howling laughter at me. And we still talk about it. We're still really good friends. And it's just like, sometimes you got to need a poop friend, yeah, you know, you just need to and we could laugh about it. We could all be poop friends, yeah. you know? I love so that. what do you think? What do you think, Lee Tiger? I think that I... I will be anyone's poop friend. So if you find us on social media or if you email us at questions at not just and share your stories, I will treasure them. I will reassure you that you are normal and that you survived it and also encourage you to always keep wet wipes in your car. A little bit of wet wipes will go That along is something yeah. my husband taught me and has proved invaluable. Like, <laughs> not just as avid campers, but as people who love terrible food and have terrible stomachs. Like, sure. great benefit. <laughs> and also, we don't talk about it, but like bidets. Oh, what my a delight. God. Yes. Some... If we ever get a sponsorship, which, like, who cares? But, like, Tushy, tushy forever. One of them. Tushy, listen to the podcast. Yeah. We're, we're here for it. My issue is, like... Uh, I, I really want one. Uh, this is so typically me of like, I really want one that's like wood and brass and not like, I like the, the Japanese robot toilet. It's cute. You know, like the little seat comes up on its own and it plays a little song, but like, I need something that matches my aesthetic. So who's making those, at, you know, at the spa, 
uh, at a at Olympic Spa. It's a women's only mm-hmm. spa, so sorry. Uh, they have like very very fancy. Mm. Um, he did like those kind of Japanese style toilets, and they do yeah. have like a finish. It's the best. It's Ooh. it's my favorite part because they also have a cafe that serves like Korean food. Oh yeah, so you get to like have your spa yeah, you day, bulgogi. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you get your, you know, you get to have your snack, have your spa day, and feel squeaky clean and fresh. It's it's the it's the Delightful. best. Like, oh man, I love it. Yeah. But yeah, as 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 we always encourage you folks, we're all about the examined life here. Uh, look at how to, your own feelings, you know, your own shames, your own whatevers, and try to find ways to have hope and compassion for a world where we all love each other a little bit better and deal with each other's meat sacks uh, a little bit more kindly. And, you know... What stigmas do you hold? What consciously and unconsciously? What biases do you do? You think that certain people smell certain ways, or and and where does that come from? And maybe take a look at it next time. Read an article on the toilet about how to be better about <laughs> challenging your own perceptions on these things, and we can all live in a wonderful poop-filled world together. And also, the next time, just launch into a story if you're comfortable. The next time some parent tries to tell you about being wrist deep in orange poop. Just be like, yeah, dude, I get it. And they just tell some story about blowing out your neighbor's house and just see the response because I think that's hilarious. Oh, I've, I've done that a couple times. <laughs> I I have broken a toilet in every office I've worked in and I'm really proud of that. <laughs> the best Amazing. is the executive toilet at DreamWorks Animation because I sat near there so I got to watch the whole thing unfold. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just... The, the quiet whispers and then like the secreted and maintenance yeah, person. Yeah, I'm a demon. So <laughs> I don't care. Um, until next week. Amazing. I'm Tiger. And I'm Lee. Spread love. Live your goddamn truth. And of course. Have fun. Have fun. Sleeping, sleeping in. in. Bye.